Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. It's great to have you with us here on the program. Uh, we start another uh, broadcast, podcast, videocast, uh, as we uh, do every single time, uh, telling you that uh, uh, we are here giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And uh, we are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. Our special edition of Tell Me Your Story is on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. And we are streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We're podcasting on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. And you can watch these videos on YouTube. The YouTube channel is Tell Me Your Story. Just look for the guy with the black hat. And we hope that uh, you will also take time to participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where we ask you to spend some time going within in that quiet, peaceful, calm, still place, listening to that still, small voice. And if you like the work that we're doing, if you like the guests that we're bringing to you and the topics we uh, are discussing, and you'd like to support us and be a part of this work, we would greatly appreciate any financial help that you can uh, provide us. That's why we have a PayPal account, and it's there for your security as well as ours. Uh, all you have to do is put in my email address when you're going to send, and you can send it to Richard at richarddugan.com. That email address again, richard at richarddugan.com. We hope that you will do that. And we hope you'll stay tuned because we have a very, very interesting program that is always up our alley, as it were. We're going to be talking with the facilitator. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He's the founder of Star Magic Healing, powerful healer, motivational speaker, international best-selling author. And uh, according to this, he's renowned for transforming thousands of people's mental, emotional, spiritual, physical and spiritual lives. His name is Jerry Sargent. Jerry, welcome to the program all the way from the UK. Hi, Richard. Thank you so much for having me, brother. You know, uh, the whole aspect of uh, light, uh, we're, yes, talking about that, but when you kind of break it all down, you're still talking vibration, aren't we? Absolutely. Sound at the core of it all. Sound, Sound at the Yeah. And it's a subject that we deal with all the time on this program in terms of whether you want to refer to it as music or rhythm or tones, uh, humming. I mean, we have had uh, <clears throat> Jonathan Goldman on here the, on the program. He and his wife put out a book called um, It's a Book on Humming, believe it or not. Uh, as a kid growing up, whenever I would not feel well, I would I would not exactly hum. It would be more of a groan, you know, <laughs> but that was a vibration that apparently my body needed to help heal itself. How did you get started in this area? What was it uh, that you were introduced to that you said, oh, you know, I need to go down this road? What was I introduced to? Um, I was introduced to a car crash, <laughs> a few uh, <laughs> like darker entities and it kind of uh it just took me on a path that was completely unexpected i suppose my, my life used to be very very different uh i used to i mean I, I grew up like fostered adopted drugs drink all that kind of stuff like loads of teenagers get into and then my life kind of just spiraled into a kind of load of chaos got involved in in um 
a criminal organization, uh, drug smuggling, um, lots of illegal timeshare, um, bank frauds, many different things, smuggling different commodities. And to be honest with you, at a young age, like I really enjoyed it. You know, I was just young. I didn't really care. I was getting lots of money and, and, and life kind of seemed great. And that was me for, for a while, from about 17 years old through to like 25, 26-ish. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I got introduced to this kind of other world beyond the physical form. And um, I, I resisted it for a long time. You know, I tried to, you know, fight against it. You know, I was mixing with lots of different people that thought I was completely crackers and, and bonkers for talking about, you know, extraterrestrials and fairies and angels and all this sort of stuff. And um, but yeah, I mean, it started with the, with the car crash, really. I was with my ex-wife and children. And we were traveling from a place called Piatra Nampt in Romania, down to Bucharest Airport. Uh, we'd been over to see my ex-wife's uh, family. And I was asleep in the passenger seat of a taxi. And I woke up and there was a loud crash. And the mm. car was swaying from side to side. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, boy, we're in a bad accident. We're going to hit the oncoming traffic. And then all of a sudden we came to a stop. It was just getting daylight. There was no other cars on the road. I looked at the taxi driver. He looked petrified. I looked in the back and Alea, our daughter, was underneath the driver's seat. There were no seatbelts in the cab. And Laura had Josh in her arms and both their mouths were full of glass. And I looked in front of me and there was a hole in the windscreen. And my, there was blood dripping down my face, but I wasn't bleeding. So I thought this is a little bit weird. I got out of the car. I looked about 30 meters up the road and there was two ladies and one had her ankles completely cut clean off. The other one was okay, like uh, physically. And a bit further up the road, maybe 100, 150 yards, there was what looked like a dead body. And what had happened is these three ladies were crossing the road in the morning and the first one came through the windscreen and she hit me clean on whilst I was asleep, got flipped over the car and died and uh, the second one had her ankles cut off and the third one was physically okay when i got out of the car i checked on the kids and stuff and um the, a guy had come out from a nearby factory he was on the phone and you know i just walked past the two ladies you know there's nothing i could do her ankles were on the floor he called the emergency services i was just focused on this this lump on the floor what looked like a dead body and i got closer and closer got within about 10 meters and i saw this energy like hovering above her body and which obviously, you know, I now know was a soul, but I'd never seen anything like this. So I'm shaking my head, like, you know, get out of my head, get out of my head, but it wouldn't go. And I was seeing it with my eyes, you know, even though I was shaking my head, it was in front of me. And it kind of just like fizzled off into the ether. And by that time, I'm looking right down over the lady's body and her legs are wrapped up over her head. She's completely smashed. And it was like someone had taken an old car to the scrap heap, like this, whatever was inside the body, it had no no use for this body anymore. So boom, it had just gone. And there was no like love lost. It had just gone on its merry way. And I remember looking up to, to the sky and thinking, you know, I want a whiskey and a cigarette. Like it felt like a time to celebrate. And I don't smoke cigarettes and I don't drink whiskey. Um, but, you know, and I remember saying thank you as well, looking up and saying thank you. I don't know who I was saying thank you to, but I was saying thank you to something. And uh, it was like the universe smacking me around the face saying, Jerry, man, you got to wake up you got to wake up We're we're so much more than these physical forms. And it felt like this lady or the soul inside this lady had kind of gone through this experience just to give me this kick up the butt to, to change direction on my journey. Mm -hmm. So this happens and it really, I, I got, you know, I was really curious after this 
Um, around the same sort of time, I kind of met my first spiritual teacher. She worked for Scotland Yard. I was introduced to her after, again, my ex-wife was involved in this. She she kept seeing dark images and hearing dark voices. And when she was pushing the push chair down the road, something was trying to make her push the car into the middle of the, the road in front of the cars. So anyway, we ended up getting, get, getting introduced to this lady through a strange turn of events. And um, she became my kind of first teacher and she taught me how to remote view, how to tap into parallel realities, um, you know, how to bring my light out of my body and travel. And I used to go and see her like, you know, two or three times a week for several years. And she taught me so much. Uh, around the same sort of time, I went to a talk on 2012 and, and the end of the Mayan calendar. And the guy that was giving the talk, um, I kind of asked him a, a bit of a contradictory question when we were speaking. And he stopped and he stared into my eyes and his face just shapeshifted and he turned into a, a green lizard. And I'm looking at him thinking, what is going on? You know, I'm, uh, this is, I was all new to this stuff at the time. So I had all these kind of experiences which kind of just woke me up. Uh, and then we ended up going to New Zealand. We moved out there. And a friend of mine had a serious car accident. She was in French hospital. The gear stick had gone through a leg. Her body was smashed up. The doctors had said, you're probably never going to walk again. You'll be in hospital for at least a year. And her partner phoned up and asked if I could help. And I said, well, how am I going to help? I'm in New Zealand. You know, you're in, you're in, she's in England. And, but my intuition just said, get some crystals, put them on your body and lie down on the bed. So I did that. And all of a sudden I was in a hospital room. And all of this light started pouring out of my hands and I just kind of knew what to do. I started putting her body back together and I did this every day for a couple of weeks. And then she walked out of hospital in 12 weeks with the use of a Zimmer frame and the doctors were flabbergasted. And I was thinking to myself, did I do something? Didn't I do something? This is just my crazy imagination. But then she came out of hospital. She phoned me up and she said, you know, Jerry, I woke up one night, looked at the side of my bed and said, what are you doing here? She saw me exactly where I'd imagined myself. So I thought there's some, you know, there's more to this imagination stuff than I was taught imagination was at school. Like it really exists somewhere in the, in the quantum field. So this experience happened and other kind of healing experiences were happening. Um, I met an old guy at the time called Michael and he taught me how to meditate and he had a, a pyramid in his garden and I used to go around there every day and meditate. He taught me how to meditate with my eyes open. And I had some amazing experiences. Uh, one day I was meditating and my feet turned to balls of fire. And Jesus came down and stood before me. And he said, you know, you can walk anywhere you want to go. Just don't be frightened. Don't be in fear. And I was like, okay. And then he turned and he walked up some steps. So I came out of my body, walked up the steps, went through the door at the top of the steps. And we we're in, in the last supper, like, and he was there, like talking to everybody. And I looked out the window and there was a spaceship and they were showing me that extraterrestrials had been around for a long time. So I kind of had this experience, went back out the door, down the steps, back into my meditation. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm, I'm meditating again. And this little space pod comes and lands outside the pyramid in the garden. And there was a blue being inside of it. So again, I went and got in the, in the space pod, brought my light out of my body got inside this space pod and we flew through a tunnel like a portal for about four or five seconds came out the other side and we were above a beach and there was water and i knew we were on alpha centauri i don't know how i knew that but there was just all this like stuff just streaming into my consciousness so i get out of the space pod walk up the beach and there's about 200 of these blue lyrans and they give me a hug and, and the emotion was just uh, i was just no, like nothing i've ever felt you know like i just wanted to cry tears of joy 
so they hugged me and I had this experience and then they kind of cleared the pathway and one of them took me up the beach and through the the trees there was like jungle there and there was a building made of light on the other side and when we went inside there was this really ancient like blue liar and like meeting an elder and the being asked me to kneel down on the floor so I did that and had this big download of geometry and it wasn't the kind of geometry that you get in textbooks here it wasn't rigid it was this fluid moving geometry mm. I'd never experienced anything like it and as soon as the download had finished and I don't know how long it went on for it could have been three seconds it could have been three hours I don't know like it was I was kind of gone in a way and then two of these blue lyrans picked me up and frog marched me uh, back towards the space pod they stuck me inside went back through the tunnel back into my meditation and then nothing else happened for about two years and we'd moved to New Zealand and we'd set up a health and fitness business and it was going really really well but then one day, two years later, I woke up and, and I just knew we had to go back to England. And after, you know, pestering, you know, my ex-wife and kids for a couple of weeks because they really didn't want to go, uh, we ended up putting a manager in charge of the gym, flying back to England. And that's when things were kind of really kicked off. I was out running one morning and uh, I saw some fairies flying around a tree. So I stop and I'm looking at them. It's a Sunday morning and I'm just thinking, you know, now I'm seeing fairies, what's going on? And then an angel came down and said, you know, my, my name's Archangel Gabriel. You need to write a book and you need to write a book called Into the Light. And it's about your, your, your life journey. So I thought, okay, cool. So I ran home, opened up my laptop and just started writing. And I wrote this book in a month, published yeah. it. And then once I'd, I'd published it, I started seeing all this geometry in the empty space. And like whilst I'm looking at you on the screen now, it's everywhere in front of me and it's not gone since. And I was saying to my guides at the time, you know, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? And they said, you need to meditate more. You're just not meditating enough. So I started getting up at like five in the morning with my son. And we were going on these like two hour meditation journeys and we were ending up in these mystery schools underneath the pyramids in Egypt. Mm. And we were shown these scrolls and on the scrolls were the same codes that I was seeing in the empty space and the same codes that came in the download of light um, on Alpha Centauri. So every day for two hours, we went for nine months and they showed us how to use these codes. So people started coming into my life around this time that needed healing. So I thought, let me just see if this stuff works. And I was trying it and it was working. So I thought, you know, maybe I could turn this into a business, you know, maybe earn some money like legally for the first time in my life. <laughs> so what I did is I, I got some flyers made up and I went to this little spiritual exhibition, like a mind body spirit festival. It was only a small one near where I lived. And I was promoting my book and I put these like forms out and said, you know, I'm going to give away three free healings at the end of the weekend, put your name down. So about 70 or 80 people put their name down. And after the exhibition, I phoned every single one of them and told them they've won just so I could practice. So I practiced on all these people, got some really good results. And, and, and I'd got loads of testimonials from them. And I thought, I'm going to make a website and just see if, you know, just, just, just start this. And all the time, the Lyrans were, were pushing me to do this. And once I actually started the business in 2016, uh, they came to visit me again. And I was meditating on a hill. And the, the whole town just disappeared as I'm looking out over the hill and I see the Christ consciousness grid and all of these like, um, like dots and lights. And I said to this blue being, whose name is uh, Derek, what am I supposed to do with these? And, and, and he said, you need to build healing centers. These are healing centers. I said, well, if I build them, who's going to run them? I mean, at the time, I didn't think, how am I going to get the money and all this sort of stuff? I was just thinking, who, who's going to work in them? And he said, you've got to train people. So... 
I ran home. I, I designed this training program. They also told me to write a book on, on, on this healing modality, which I did and I published. And I put the training program up online for the next February and it filled up straight away. And, you know, I remember getting to the first training program, stood in the classroom and, and, and looking at these people from Australia and America and Canada and South America and all over the world and just thinking, why, why have you come to see me? Like, this is just crazy. So anyway, we did the first train and it went really well. And since then, we've trained, you know, thousands of people in over 40 countries. Um, we're in the process of, of, of building our first healing center in Romania. Uh, we've also bought land in, in, in the UK, in Madeira, in different places to build these centers, because we've been told we've got to build 13 of them in different places, geometrically structured around the grids. So, and, and, and that's kind of like where we're at now. We just travel, we're, we're, we're sharing this healing and just helping people like step into their power. And, and really kind of live like, you know, extraordinary lives and, 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 and harness that kind of lion and lioness energy inside of themselves and, you know, create their own rules and regulations on this planet, become free and sovereign. Mm. I'm curious, as we continue here, uh, talking to you uh, about <clears throat> your acceptance of all of this, because there's a lot to unpack there in terms of what you've experienced. We're talking with uh, Jerry Sargent, and uh, we're talking about the work that he's doing through StarMagic.com. Stay with us here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, it's a pleasure to have our very special guest with us talking about uh, the work that he's doing, the book that he's written, and all of the different things that are happening in his life. It's just quite incredible. Did you feel, based upon what you've already shared, especially about your early life, before all of this started happening, when it started happening, did you feel worthy at all to, to, to be accepting these things? Because it seems to me like, <clears throat> it seems to me as if, uh, some people would say, "No, I. This is great stuff, but I'm not. I'm not worthy of receiving uh, these these things. Uh, get get somebody who's, I don't know, holier or who doesn't have the kind of shady past that I have, and so on and so forth." What were your thoughts when these things started to happen along those lines? Yes, good question, brother. Just just first up as well, the, the website is starmagichealing.com, just for everybody listening. Yeah, Star, Magic Star Magic Healing, I beg your pardon. That's okay. Um, so um, this is a really good question. I mean, like, I, I, as a kid, right, I was like fostered, adopted. My first adoptive, my, well, my adoptive mother, she used to beat me. My first school teacher beat me. I was raped when I was two years old by my first foster parents. So like rejection's always been a big part of my life. Like I've never really felt worthy as a, as a human being growing up. I've always been kind of shy and coming and speaking in the public light was like scary as heck for me. I mean, now listening to me, you probably were thinking that, that can't be true um but like as, as a as a teenager i had to go and do this talk once um at a local church it was part of our school project and i had to practice in front of the whole school and when i got up to practice my voice was breaking and i squeaked like a mouse and the whole school laughed at me and that made me even more kind of um you know scared and and and, and i felt a lot of rejection so i i've never really been you know, and, and even over the last, you know, it's only been a, a few years, really, that I've really kind of sort of got over this stuff. And um, so, yeah, I've never felt worthy, but 
in terms of this, I, I that never really crossed my mind because when this happened, I was so curious about what I was experiencing. And I'm like one of those people that if I find out something, then I have to find out all of it. Or if I'm if I'm exposed to something, I like if I'm like a dog with a bone, I've just got to keep asking questions and I've just got to keep digging and digging mm-hmm. until I get all the all of the knowledge and wisdom. So I never actually really thought am I really worthy of this? Should they get someone holier? I was just kind of focused on this information and, 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 and the stuff that I was experiencing. And there were so many things that happened, which, you know, just kind of like, um, what's the word for it, but like confirmations. There were so many confirmations on this journey that just kept hitting me around the head and things that were kind of confirmed that you just, you, you just can't kind of knock. Once you kind of, experience this stuff like what when i met my first spiritual teacher like my ex-wife she came downstairs one night and she said to me you know jerry i'm hearing all these dark voices and stuff and i'm i'm seeing all these dark images and it feels like someone's trying to take me away so i said what do you want to do about it so she phoned her friend that was a priest so this priest this woman came around the house and she was dousing the house with all this stuff and putting crosses up and i'm i remember thinking to myself this is like something out of the poltergeist yeah you know and uh, anyway, she calms Laura down. Laura goes to bed. The next day I go and see a friend of mine and I told him about the experience. And he said, you've got to call this lady. So I spoke to the lady and uh, she said to me, where do you live? And I said, 316 Richmond Road. That's the only bit of the address I gave her. And she said, hold on a second. And the phone went quiet. And then she said, you've been knocking some walls down in the house, haven't you? And I said, actually, um, we, we haven't. We're renting the property, but the previous owners have definitely built an extension. She said, yeah, you've got an angry old man in the house. So I thought, you know, this sounds nuts. I said, OK, well, let, let, let's say there is an angry old man. What are we going to do about it? She said, oh, I'll get rid of him for you. I said, brilliant. When can you come around the house? She said, oh, I don't need to do that. I can do it from here. And she lived like three, four hours up the road. So I was thinking, this is just getting weirder. So anyway, we, we parted the conversation. I went home and I spoke to Laura and I said, listen, I know I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I spoke to this lady about the experience you had last night. And she reckons there's an angry old man in the house. And Laura turned around to me and said, yeah, I know I've seen him. So there was two people that had had, you know, no communication, no common friends. They could never have spoken, but they're telling me the same thing. And these kind of things happened a lot. And when they keep happening, you just have to, to take it in your stride and you've just got to keep journeying and, 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 and keep going and, and, and digging deeper and, and mining that gold and that, and that good stuff that, that can feed you more to, to help this whole thing expand. So I was always just focused on getting more knowledge and, and trying to understand this at such a deep level. And at the same, same time, clear my own crap, you know, and, and heal myself from, from things that have happened to me in this life and also many past lives, parallel incarnations, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and it is it is really astounding when you think about uh, think about this that uh, somebody would be introduced to this uh, through what some would consider a rather horrific uh, accident, uh, a crash. Um, but I find too that what I find so fascinating about this life in particular, and especially when we are sort of um, listening to, uh, the universe, listening to that still small voice uh, and what have you, that um, things unfold in a way that, you know, you wouldn't think. I mean, I've, I've had a number of automobile accidents 
that I, you know, some would say, how in the world did you walk away from that? And it's not like, you know, they were, they were for the most part, they were not injury. But the latest one, of course, was a few years back that propelled uh, my wife and I forward uh, to be able to buy the truck and then subsequently the travel trailer that we now have. Um, you know, and of course, the gentleman that I was involved in this incident with, he wasn't hurt. <clears throat> and that was a good thing. And um, sometimes you just don't know. Did Do you feel as though maybe um, the universe recognized your struggles, your challenges of the previous life that you had and sort of opened up a way for you to uh, get out of that. It wasn't like you were a, a hardened, you know, a hardened criminal. It's just that was the lifestyle that you kind of fell into. And it was like the universe was opening some doors saying, you know, we're going to give him other options. He's still going to have to make the choices on his own, but we're going we're, we're gonna to see what we can do to, to help him out. It's almost like... Um, you know, Clarence in the movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You know, he's just putting the information out there. What you do with it, that's up to you. Yes, an interesting question, you know, Richard, because I, I found my real mum when I was about 25. And I, had, I ended up having like a whirlwind relationship with her. And um, about three or four years ago, I was in Turkey. And I was, I was working at a healing center and I'm working on this human being. She's lying down on the bed and I'm, I'm doing my thing. And, and this Baphomet came in behind me and started putting fire down through my back and through my arms. And it happened really quickly. And the fire got to about my elbows. I stopped it, took the being out of my space, got rid of it, carried on doing my work, finished and, and wrapped up for the day. I went down the gym in the evening and, uh, a few things happened in the gym. Like I laid out all of my gym equipment and then this guy came over. I was about to start my circuit and he started being really rude and started trying to take my equipment away. And, and we almost got into a, a bit of a fight in the gym. Anyway, like that happens. The next night I saw this guy in the gym and he was lovely. So I knew that something at that time was trying to provoke him to kind of rile me up. And after that happened, I was in the sauna sat there on my own and uh, I'm just kind of just minding my own business. I look at the little glass window in the wooden door and there's three beings, one with like a Tyrannosaurus Rex's head and these two kind of lizard beings. And they're looking at me, just staring at me. And I'm thinking, what is going on now? You know, like there's the guy in the gym earlier now this. Um, anyway, I kind of get out of the sauna and I go and just kind of sort of lie down and I'm relaxed and my, my consciousness is kind of a bit kind of floaty and I started getting this kind of like memory about my mum and this sort of stuff and I thought I really need to speak to her so I came out of the gym I phoned her up my real mum and I said listen I need you to tell me more about my birth I said what happened so anyway she told me and she said when when she found out she was pregnant with me she didn't tell her mum and dad she went from Birmingham to Cheltenham and into this home for women that were um, pregnant out of wedlock because it was frowned upon back then. And she was in this home just before she was going to give birth. It was about 13 hours before she was going to give birth, which is an important number. They took her into this kind of room in this place she was staying at. 
and they left her screaming for 13 hours. No one came to see her. But then uh, just before I was born, these two doctors walked in in black masks, very strange black masks, and there was a nurse as well. They walked in, they didn't say anything. They got a huge pair of scissors and they started cutting her vagina. Um, they, cut her, they, they cut her vagina, then they ripped me out, took me into another room and left me there crying for ages. And they left my mum just bleeding. They didn't say anything. They just walked back out of the room again. They left her there for several hours in a lot of pain, bleeding, came back in, stitched her up, no kind of medication and took her away. She never saw me. So I, I realised that, you know, when I came into this planet, they kind of had me earmarked from the start and they traumatized others to try and, you know, fragment my kind of consciousness to, you know, use mind control to kind of, you know, take me on this dark, dark path and, and take me away from my mission, which was to do, you know, share star magic healing with the, with the world. And it took, you know, the best part of 30 something years to really kind of, you know, switch my life around and actually start well 37 years to start star magic healing but obviously i started the journey like 26 27 28 years old can't remember exactly but it's back in 2005 whatever i was then mm -hmm. and so like the universe like orchestrated the opportunity to have the car crash to get me back on my path which i was supposed to do at the start but, you know, uh, there was uh, there's obviously darker and, and lighter forces in this universe, higher low vibrational forces. And they had a, another plan for me. And, and I remember when I got my first met my first spiritual teacher, you know, I had there was one time when um, we were doing some work together and Lucifer walked in through the wall. Like the whole room went misty, mm. had my eyes open, staring at her. Lucifer walks through the door in a, in a, a suit and a briefcase yeah, he was carrying a briefcase and he looked at me and he said, Jerry, if you make this decision, you know, you can't ask for our help ever again. And I was like, I don't want your help ever, ever again. And, and I had to like really turn my head to look at him. It was like pushing through metal. It was really hard. And he said, are you sure you want to make this decision? And I said, yep. Yeah. He said, no problem. He turned, he walked away, out, out, back through the wall, out of the room and all the mist disappeared. And, uh, you know, at that time, I was still doing my criminal stuff and a few deals that I was working on, they just fell apart. And it wasn't until a few years later when I went to New Zealand and I was driving along and I was like, that's why they fell apart, because I, I broke the contracts and I didn't want to you know, work with the, with the dark side anymore. So they had me earmarked for different things. But, you know, the good side had me earmarked for, for their projects. Yeah. And that's what I kind of agreed to when I came down here. And it's, it's been a kind of a battle. It's, you know, it's a battle. Do you go this way or do you go that way? And obviously, like you said earlier, like we have choices. We have to make those choices. They can't make them for us. All they can do is present the opportunities. Do you want to go and sell drugs? Do you want to go and sell guns? Do you want to have this car crash and wake up and start healing people? You know? So... Yeah, it's amazing. It truly is. Um, and we do have to make those choices. And and some say, no, I, I don't want to. Well, believe it or not, not making a choice is still a choice. So no matter what you do in your life, you are always making choices. And we are choosing to continue our conversation here with Jerry Sargent. Uh, star he StarMagicHealing.com. StarMagicHealing.com. Uh, as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I want to ask you about your book, which I'm sure it contains uh, much of what you've already shared with us about your life. But why Star Magic? What, what about that name, if you will? I, uh, because for so many years, everybody was uh, adding quantum 
to to everything they were doing. Quantum this, quantum that, you know, um, which didn't really mean a whole lot to me. But, you know, we we shared the experience and shared the the concepts. But why star magic? What's what's the significance there? Well, when I was uh, in these uh, mystery schools in Egypt, meditating with my son and we were getting the codes and we were being shown how to use them, there were certain symbols that they showed us. And one of them meant healing magic. And that's where the magic part of the name came from. And then the star part came from the stars. You know, what I've realized through a lot of the work that we've been doing and, and, and stuff that I've just picked up along the way. And we, we came from the stars. You know, we're, we're all extraterrestrial beings having this experience in, in this human reality. And our whole history is so different from what we've been taught it was. It's a complete fabrication and, and it's just yeah it's just a lie basically and and we're all on this ascension process that, that everybody kind of raves on about and, and what we have to do as individuals and as species is ascend you know we have to make our way through the stargates you know there's there's 12 stargates and we have to be able to move through those those stargates through those dimensions and you know move out from this kind of prison planet that we're on but to be able to do that, our bodies, our DNA has to be aligned. We have to be activated. Those kind of base 12 strand DNA templates have to be switched on because if they're not switched on, our body's not going to be containing the right light codes, the right information, the right geometry, the right mathematics to be able to move through the Stargate system. So, And, and that's what, what, what the aim of the game is, to be able to go back to our full superhuman potential and that original gene code that we carried when we were, you know, elite star beings. Uh, elite's probably a, a not a good word, but, you know, superhumans or, you know, just powerful, you know, star beings from, from all over the, the multiverse. Um, but, you know, the uh, Earth itself has been locked into this kind of like prison planet structure for, for billions of years now. And we keep recycling and coming around and, and, and never really making it out of the game, out of the matrix. But this is what we're here for, to, 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 to ascend back to the stars. Hmm. Amazing, amazing stuff. I have to tell you, and and the thing that I find interesting too is, is just exactly how we are. We're working through so much of this stuff uh, that uh, we're trying to, um, you know, just make sense of it in our own world, in our own lives. You know, this is not something that is is that easy to to process for some of us. Uh, some of us feel as though, you know, uh, you know, I, I really, really would appreciate it if the universe would just just take me take me home. I mean, my wife and I, we kind of joke about this a little bit. Uh, you know, I haven't dealt a great deal with uh, with uh, 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 extraterrestrial conversations. I know and I personally believe. OK, and I put it in that context. I believe that there are other beings out there, that we are not alone in the universe. Uh, I, I also, uh, and I use this concept too, I also find it the height of arrogance of man that he thinks he is the only, you know, sentient being in the universe. Like, really? Come on. <laughs> Get a grip. Get a grip. Um, but my wife made a very interesting observation not too long ago. And she says that... Uh, when you look at all of the other indigenous 
beings here on earth. The only one who has to create a living space and has to wear clothing and and do these different things to modify their environment to live where they live is man. You don't see polar bears at the equator. You don't see iguanas at the poles, right? Uh, So there's some, you know, and to me, that's a pretty logical uh, perspective to take. You know, to to uh, to do to do that. So it's like, yeah, I think we were put here, but I don't know by whom. I don't know why. I mean, in in terms of actually knowing, I believe certain things, and I'd like to talk a little bit about that in this context, if we can, as we continue talking with Jerry Sargent and StarMagicHealing.com. By the way, what is the title of your book? It's Healing with Light Frequencies: The Transformative Power of Star Magic. And we encourage people to go to your website. By the way, uh, Jerry, we will be linked to your website as well so people can find out more about the work that you're doing. As we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, it's really a pleasure to have uh, Jerry with us to talk about uh, the work that he's doing through Star Magic Healing and the website StarMagicHealing.com. I want to ask you about this aspect of of, uh, other living beings in the universe. We have, in one sense, barely scratched the surface of discovering all of the creatures who exist on this planet alone, uh, and specifically in the oceans. I mean, we're, we are going deeper and deeper, and we're finding creatures we never saw before because they live at such, uh, such depths that we, we couldn't survive. Um, and yet at the same time, it seems more, it also seems logical that we haven't gone very deep into space to find other living beings out there. Uh, and I know you and others have had these experiences. My wife has even shared uh, one or two of her own. I can't say, I mean, I, I, when someone says, look up there, look at that flashing light that's moving, it's over, that's a UFO. Like, okay. I, I mean, I'm not discounting it. I'm not saying, no, I think you're crazy. I, I, you know, I just, I look up and by the time I look up, it's usually gone. But what about this aspect of beginning to embrace the idea, uh, let alone the reality, that we are not alone and that they are there for us? Absolutely. Um, I, th- there are some that are there for us and there are some that are there really not for us. Uh, I remember going to Sedona a couple of years ago when we ran a training out there and we got there about 11 o'clock at night and I went up to the swimming pool with my with my friends and we just sat there on the sun lounges at night looking up and this kind of like comet just fits shooting through the space like this blazing ball of light and then it kind of just fizzled out and then we saw these two kind of crafts and they moved so fast and then gone. Like, and you just know, like they, they were, they seemed really close and so kind of um, like clear, like they weren't right in the distance. They just, it was like they came down just to say, hey boys, everything's cool, <laughs> you know? And uh, we were just like, we were just like, wow, what a greeting, you know, we just arrived in Sedona. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, you, you were saying about like you know, the, the, the beings on this planet, like, you know, you've got all these creatures and stuff. I mean, you've got ants and beetle beings and insects and butterflies and you've got snakes and you've got iguanas. And, and I mean, all of these things that are on the planet, 
these are beings that, 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 that reside up in space. There are beetle beings and, and insectoids, and there are many different types of beings, you know, and lots of humanoid look, looking beings and, and, and beings that have reptilian features and dragon features and all these different things. And, you know, over the course of, you know, billions and billions of years, these beings have, have been fighting for, for territory you know in space and earth itself is is a really important place number one it's uh it's like a living library there's so many uh crystals and um like uh metal reserves that you can store a lot of information on this planet and at the same time earth itself has links to galactic stargates through our primary stargates on this planet which people can travel multi-dimensionally also interdimensionally and so there have been wars over this planet for the stargates for many many years if you look at you know iraq iran for example there's been many wars in the middle east and that's where stargate number 10 is you've got these stargates all over the planet you've got stargates throughout our galaxy and you know there there, there have been wars over these planets and human beings themselves have been manipulated and controlled and our energy has been harvested to feed beings that have uh, messed up the mechanics and the mathematics of the universe, which about 250 billion years ago, they blew up Stargate number 11, which was in the Lyran star system. And then since then, our kind of whole environment um, has, has been, been corrupted. Mm. And you know, there, there's been energy feeding down from the primary light and sound fields through Stargate 12 down into, into the, our environment. But it's like a one, uh, a two way mirror. The energy can flow down, but we can't get back out. And so we're kind of trapped in this environment. Uh, and, and there's been lots of positive beings and there have been some negative beings and the positive beings have, have rebuilt the Stargate. Um, the negative beings have spliced and cloned, you know, many, many different species. And our DNA template has been kind of like, uh, played around with basically like, you know, earth and, and earth species have been genetically raped for billions of years. And our gene code is not what it used to be. And what we're, we're all doing down here right now on this planet is, is to try and reformat our gene code so we can get back that 12 strand DNA template so we can travel through the stargates and go, go back home. But this has been going on for billions and billions of years. And we're coming into a time space um, uh, like, part of it, like evolutionary uh, and, and history right now where the stargates are, are opening back up again. And so we've got a, a time period now of around 200 years where we're going to be able to, to move from this planet and, and, and get back up to the stars again. Mm. And, and what we're doing at the moment, like myself, many, many other people around the planet are helping people recode their DNA so that we can become those superhuman avatar vessels again and, and use our inner geometry, our inner mathematics to be able to move through the Stargate structure and go back home. And that's why a lot of people are like, I just want to go home. Well, you're not going to go back home. That's not going to happen unless you do the work. Yeah. You know, you have to do the work and it's happening to everybody. There's a lot of light hitting the planet. The light is recoding our DNA. There's certain practices that people can undertake to help recode their DNA. And, and, and this information is coming back to the surface. But there are other players in the game that don't want us to, to understand this information. That's why they keep us locked in this external reality. Yeah. But there are many, many beautiful extraterrestrials helping us. And there are some negative ones that are, are trying to rape and pillage us. So it's just a it's a spiritual war that we're in. But I, I see it as, as interesting. I see it as fun. And I just see that we're here. We've just got to get involved and make it work. Otherwise, we're going to end up you know, going back to, to stardust and, you know, we're not going to, going to be able to go back home in these and ascend in these kind of bodies that we've got.
Well, I'll tell you, um, I find it fascinating the way you phrase that because when I look up into the sky, especially at night, which is when you're more likely to see uh, some of these crafts and so forth, the movement, uh, I, I just say, come get me. Just, you know, I'm, you want to come and you want to experiment on me? Take me away. Just get me the heck out of here because this is insane. I mean, as you and I are speaking, there's some insanity going on on your side of the globe. Um, not necessarily there in the UK, but it's not that far away uh, by comparison to myself. And I'm just sitting here going, where do you think you are? The 19th century? You know, wake the heck up. This is the 21st century. This is not how we resolve our, our differences, you know. And quite honestly, I don't care who you are and I don't care what piece of paper you hold. You don't own the land. It does not belong to you. A wonderful line in an Irish song by a singer by the name of Mary Black. She says, you don't own the land. The land owns you. And you know who knows that better than anybody else? The farmers. The people who plant and grow the foods specifically that you and I eat. They know that the land owns them that this is what they have to be about doing to help the rest of humanity to continue on. Uh, So I I just look around at some of this stuff and I'm going, oh, Lord. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, okay, when uh, when the pandemic was declared two years ago, I was thrilled because of the decision we made to do what we did globally. I said, hey, we're doing something different. That means that we're going to have a different result. Whether we like it or not, that's a whole different that's a whole different kettle of fish. The reality is we're going to come out the other side, but it's going to be different than what it would have been if we'd done nothing, which is usually what we do. Something happens, we don't do nothing. We know it's there, you know. Uh, you know, we get the warnings, but you know, we're not asked to do anything. So I'm sitting here going, okay, how do we generate the consciousness today? You and I, you know, you're dealing with star magic healing, and I'm sitting here thinking. Jerry, how, how, how can we use this star magic healing to heal the hearts of these, <laughs> forgive me, knuckleheads? Uh, you know, yes, they have free will. I, I get that. But what about the rest of us who also have the, the free will to say, no, we don't want to go this way. Too many lives have been lost through, through this kind of stupidity. Is, is star magic more of an individual star magic healing more of an individual process one-on-one or do we need to get together collectively and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Everybody put your hands on mother earth, you know, and here's what we're going to do. You know what, like, and this is beautiful because I mean, we are living in crazy times and I think the pandemic has, has exploded, you know, consciousness and people have had the chance to, 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 to kind of really go into themselves. I mean, a lot of people have gone deeper into fear, but many more people have woken up through this process. But, you know, star magic itself is about unification and it's about helping every single soul on this planet wake up and you know, kind of embrace that, the darkness and the light, the masculine, the feminine, and bring everything into equilibrium and balance it in the middle on that po- po- polarity, uh, bring the polarities together so we can become whole. So we want to unify and bring everyone together. And we do massive meditations, thousands of people. And, and, and when we do these huge meditations, 
and we you know we, we we kind of send that light codes and healing energies i mean the profound effect is huge i mean it's proven tried and tested when people have done huge meditations the crime rate goes down mm -hmm. you know things like this like you know, there's a lot more peace in in certain areas that were very hostile so if we could get everybody together you know and and do a massive you know millions of people meditation we, we, we'd be able to change the, the the consciousness on the planet very quickly but getting everybody aligned and, and into that space to work together that's where the where the issue lies because e even in this kind of conscious community everybody seems to be divided yeah. everybody's all like my healing modality and this and mine's better than yours and you know i've tried to work with people for, for, for quite some time i always speak to people at exhibition conscious life expo different places let's do something together no no, no one ever really wants to do anything everybody's kind of doing their own thing you know yeah. and um you know until we kind of get together and drop those egos and, and realize that we're, we're, we're all humans. We're, we all bleed the same. We got hearts that pump blood and eyes that see and, and kidneys that fire up our systems. And, and so we realize that we're just, you know, we are the same on one level and get together. Things aren't really going to change. And, and, and that's why we're building our healing centers and communities because we want to bring people together. And, and once we build these healing centers around the Christ consciousness grid, we're going to be able to anchor these powerful light frequencies from the stars on a big level ground them into the grids and explode consciousness back out through the planet and, and, and have a profound effect on people through these geometrical structures. But yeah, we need to come together, brother. This is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking with Jerry Sargent. We're talking about star magic healing here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, I, I, I want to let our listeners know, uh, as I've said many times uh, throughout these programs, you know, that we, we have broadcasts, we have podcasts, and we have a video cast on YouTube. So the folks who are watching YouTube know what I'm now about to talk about, but those of you listening to the broadcast or the podcast you're going to have to go to YouTube. Jerry is wearing a blue T-shirt with a giant white heart. And in, inside that white heart, it says, One love, one heart, one human family. It's not the Russians and the Ukrainians or the United, you, uh, the, the Americans and the Mexicans and the Canadians and the Chinese and the Indians and the Israelis. You know, you want to subdivide. I understand that. And it's great to be proud of one's culture. But unfortunately, Jerry, it seems to me that um, when it comes to the, the aspects of our humanity that make us, and I use this term specifically, this word, that make us unique, not different, but unique, it's okay to be proud of that. I'm very proud of my Irish heritage, of my Native American heritage, uh, of, uh, you know, my Italian heritage, and the list goes on. And many people know what their, you know, what their lineage is because we've all done, we've, a lot of us have done those DNA tests. And that's fine. Be proud of where you come from, but not to the exclusion of, of others. Um, I may have been born in America, in the United States, uh, there are times I'm not real proud of being an American because some of the things that we do as a country, specifically the government, the people, you, you know, like you in the UK, I here in the United States, we're very proud of our, our fellow citizens, uh, you know, and being a part of that group that is that stands together during times of turmoil to help one another, you know, and I think that's a beautiful thing. But man, I tell you what. 
It's our governments, you know, the people who are supposed to be there to help us, who are supposed to be there to 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 make this a better place for each of us. They're, they're kind of falling down on the job here, and I think they're overpaid. Uh, but um, I love this idea of using the vibrations of light energy. Uh, we talk about it, as I mentioned, at the front end of the program. We talk about it a lot on this program. When someone comes to you, let's say they go to your website, starmagichealing.com, and certainly there's a link there where they can contact you, they can connect with you. Uh, what are some of the different things that you do, uh, the different, uh, shall we say, areas that you work with people? What are the what are the, like, like the top five common areas when people come to you asking for healing, looking for healing? You mean in terms of issues that people are facing? Yes, exactly right. Both physical, yeah. mental, emotional, and spiritual. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of, you know, and it's crazy. And this just goes to show the kind of world that we still live in. One of, one of the main things that people really want is more money and abundance. This is like the, 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 the main thing, I think, that is on, on most people's um, agendas. Like they just, they want more of, 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 of better health, better relationships, more money, greater businesses, just more wealth and affluence. And even as consciousness is expanding, this is still kind of a hot topic, you know, in, in, in the spiritual community. Yeah. We also get people that, um, that, that have like, you know, a lot of injuries, um, diseases, whether it's cancer, whether it's fibromyalgia, whether they've, they've had some kind of serious accident, whether it's a brain tumor, whatever it is. So, you know, we work on that kind of physical level too. Um, we get people that are, are really new to this, this, this kind of, um, area and, they're just like, where do I start? So, you know, we'll work with people to help them meditate, to get, get them started. We've got a, one of the world's biggest uh, meditation libraries, you know, with light language transmissions and cosmic yoga videos and a whole different load of tools to help beginners, intermediate level and advanced level people, you know, wherever they are on their journey, expand them and take them to the next level. Uh, we get people that come in with relationship issues. We get people um, that want to learn how to heal other people or, or learn how to heal themselves or learn how to heal groups of people. Um, a number of different things that people come to us for. Yeah. I mean, the, the top one is always going to be abundance. It's been for ages and and, and it, it may be for, for some time moving forwards. And I think we've got, a, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to, to, to want to have abundance and everybody should be abundant, but it's got to be for the right reasons. You know, it's not because you think it's going to make you happy having more money because it's never going to make you happy. Um, you know, we just have to realize that all of the things that we've got on this planet to enjoy, are there to enjoy, but they're never going to make us happy. The, 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 the crucial thing is to go inside of our hearts mm. and, and discover that peace, that tranquility, that equilibrium, you know, that, that wholeness from within and then everything think on the outside comes into play whether whether you want to uh, heal whether you've got physical injuries mental spiritual things going on uh, whether you want more money whether you want to manifest this or that unless you're you're whole on the inside and you've got that beautiful internal relationship then the external reality is just going to mirror back to you what you are on the inside so it, it's got to be an inside job first and foremost so Wherever people come to us from whatever angle, from, from whichever department in this human reality, the, the focus is, you know, we, we need to ignite that light within. We need to build that inner flame. We need to raise your vibration and, and, and help you really 
understand, understand who and what you truly are. And that is you're a divine, sovereign being. And you, you've got to stand in that light, that Christic light, that powerful, like God, goddess, lion, lioness essence, and command your authority on this earth plane energetically. And then everything kind of takes place. Uh, you used an interesting word there. I want to have you talk to us a little bit about this because uh, it's been used by others as well. And it was really uh, the subject of a couple of programs that we've done over the years. What do you mean by sovereignty? What is the definition under this spiritual context? Well, I'm not, well whether it's spiritual or not spiritual, I mean, it's, it's just the word sovereignty. I mean, to me personally, uh, sovereignty is doing what you want, when you want, you know, with whoever you want for as long as you want, doing it with love, doing it with compassion and just doing what you want and not following any rules, any regulations, any kind of uh, government structures. Like you should just be free. Like there should be no passports. There should be no, uh, there should be no bank accounts. There should be no money. There should be nothing like that. I mean, we're the only beings that, that have to pay to live on a planet that we're blooming born on. I mean, that in itself is crazy. Yeah. We, we're the only crazy beings that draw lines all over the planet and then have bits of paper and little books to go from across one line, from one part across the line to the next. So for, for me, sovereignty is dissolving all of that. And like you said earlier, like, you know, Chinese, Korean, Indian, German, French, American, English, it's all, it's all, it's all BS. Yeah. You know, we are just human beings. We might look different. We might speak different. That's okay. You know, we're still the same underneath. That is, we have, we have a soul. What well, a lot of us do, not everyone, but we, we have a soul <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have these human bodies and, and we have this great big heart. Yeah. And, and, and if you look on the news and stuff and you look at the TV, like like this thing with Russia and Ukraine, they, they, they're making it out to be so bad. I mean, is it as bad as, as, as what we're being told? I was in Romania two days ago, 60 kilometers from the border. And NATO have got tanks and stuff like that in there, but no one's worried at all. No one's running around scared, but, you know, people, uh, they make it out to be a big drama on the TV, you know that there may be people dying and, and my heart goes out to those people. At the same time, I think what's happening over there is a bit of a distraction. And I think there's other things happening behind the scenes with, from a continuation with all of this convict stuff and, and all of these magical potions. I think they're trying to, you know, put more rules and regulations and enforce more things in the background. And this is just a big kind of like distraction, but you know, we are just humans that have a great big heart and wherever you go around the planet no one wants to kill each other no one wants to hurt each other i've been to some crazy places on this planet and you know i've been to some what people would say are hostile countries africa and venezuela and different places been into the willing cambodia like people just want to love you yeah. everywhere you go people just want to give you a cup of tea give you some food shake your hands i've never been anywhere anyone really wants to kill you or hurt you or anything like that now there are exceptions sure. because you know but generally people on this planet just love each other but we're we're, we're led to, 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 to into this kind of manipulative environment where we see things on those boxes that hang on our walls and, and everybody's brain is kind of like fried and and made to believe certain things 
Yeah. You know, and I think that, that's all we've all got to chuck our TVs away. I mean, I smashed mine up in 2008 and I've never watched it since. And I think everyone should do the same. You know, if you, if you don't watch the news, then you don't, it, the bad news, then you don't realize there's any, any, any bad things in the world, you yeah. know? Well, at the same time, um, do the same thing. Uh, and, and I, ironically, I have worked for news talk and information stations all of my career. So I have been sort of inundated in that regard. But at the same time, I do everything I can not to watch the news and those kinds of stories, not because I want to uh, ignore them or, uh, you know, don't don't show me that I I. I know that we have this issue of man's inhumanity to man. It's been going on as long as man has been here. If you want to use the story of Cain and Abel, you know, the first murder, uh, fine. We've been doing this as long as we've been on the planet. I don't need to be bombarded by the stories. I'm aware that it's going on, but I want to focus my attention on all of the good stuff, all of the beautiful things that we're doing. This is a beautiful place to live. In, overall, it really is. I just wish that we would take the time to clean it up. And I'm not even going to get in to the conversation of global warming and climate change and the science. And you know what? You can throw all that away for all I care. That's not where my heart is. My heart is let's clean up our home. I mean, don't you spend some time each week or every few days or what have you, you know, you do the dishes, you know, you do your laundry, you maybe a, a sweeper, mop the floors or vacuum the carpets, you change the bed, the linens and you do all of those things to make your internal environment, your home, you know, a, a nice place, right? Well, why shouldn't we do the same thing with with our the planet that we live on, that we were born on? Uh, I just find that... Um, you know, we're, we're starting. I mean, I know it's been going on for some time, but we're getting it's starting to ramp up more and more where peop, more people are beginning to realize that. And companies, corporations are beginning to realize that, you know, we're not selling as many of these widgets because uh, people aren't buying them because they know that we're we're creating a lot more waste than the actual widget is really worth. We need to find another way to make these widgets if we're going to keep making widgets. And, you know, it's interesting how. Businesses, corporations especially, but, but business in general, tends to shift. I mean, I, I can't even remember when they started putting organic food, which 150 years ago it wasn't called organic. It was just called farming. Uh, but now you've got these departments in your grocery store that they're, they're organic. And more and more people are, are buying organic. And the farmer's markets, you know, where you get it straight from the farms to your table. Uh, I happen to produce and host a program called Farm to Table Hour, where that's what we talk about, our farmer's markets here on the Central Coast. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful place. It's not a place we need to depart from to go to Mars or something. We need to, we need to take care of our home where we live here now. And, and what you're doing, Jerry, I think is a wonderful thing. And I really encourage people to uh, get in touch with you through the website, which is starmagichealing.com. As we continue talking with Jerry Sargent on Tell Me Your Story, I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And Jerry, I want to ask you uh, uh, a couple of more questions here before we wrap up our program uh, in regards to the work that you are doing. Uh, now, are you doing this, so to speak, solo? This is I know this is your work, starmagichealing.com and so forth. 
But do you have others who have sort of um, taken up the banner themselves and said, you know what, I want to I want to help you to spread the word. I want to help you to spread the healing, spread the light energy, the star magic energy uh, and so forth. And that it may not be a company per se, but you have a community that that is growing in that regard, that you maybe you facilitate, that you train as the great facilitator. (laughs) Well, I mean, first of all, I would never put myself above anyone else. You know, one thing that is really important for us is that, you know, we don't teach anyone anything. We're just here to help you remember there's no gurus, there's no teachers, there's no hierarchy. It's just we're all in this kind of even playing field, helping each other, you know, remember, you know, the the, the magic that's locked inside each other. And, And every time we do a training, I always learn and remember from everybody on the training you know it's, it's always an experience where you get more knowledge you know mm-hmm. and uh you know the community that we've built they do help us share and you know the community is growing all of the time you know we've got uh, you know, as i said we've trained thousands of people so they're out there spreading the message they're, they're bringing star magic into their own healing businesses and we're supporting them on that and things are really cool um later on this year we're launching an online hospital um which is um going to be like an online hospital for all of our facilitators to work out. So people are going to be able to come and book healings and and, and that's going to really grow, grow everything. I've I've also got a huge team around me now. You know, I think, I don't know how many is in the team now, but we've got people in, you know, all over the world that are helping us in different countries, do different things from, you know, from design work to to marketing, to, to web development and, you know, support staff, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. And, you know, for the first sort of like two, two and a half, three years, I was pretty much doing it on my own. And I remember, uh, like I was, I was at like breaking point at one time I was doing emails and marketing and everything just, you know, it's like when you're trying to grow a business yeah. and it's just, you got to do everything. You're a one man band for a little while. And then, um, a lady came to, 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 to see me at one of our exhibitions and you know we, we started talking and her son did one of our programs and she used to email me and say jerry if you ever need any help you know I'd, I'd love to love to love to be part of the team and at the time i was like how can i give some of this to anyone else because i've just babied it all the way and i just didn't know how to let go and then one time i was at breaking point and i phoned her up and i said listen please help me <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right in it i said she said what can i do i said Will you just start answering the emails? I said, just anything. She was like, no problem. And then she she became my kind of like assistant. And then the team just grew from there. Like once I kind of opened up and let something go, people just sort of started coming in from everywhere with different skill bases. And yeah, they've just joined and, and now it's growing. And I'm just really grateful to have some amazing people around me because there's no way I could do this on my own. No way. So yeah, really, really grateful to all the people in Star Magic that are helping all the facilitators that have done our trainings and, and continue to kind of, you know, share the frequency with other human beings. Absolutely. Well, I'm uh, I'm in the same category as you. I'm a one man band as well. And now uh, for the last year and a half or almost two years, I've been recording these on Zoom and producing up the videos and posting them up on YouTube. And, you know, and there's a delay. But uh, I have to tell you uh, that what it tells me about myself, and this is something you discussed earlier, is, okay, for the time being, I can do this. Look at I'm doing it. Okay, I'm I'm actually making it happen, and uh, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying it in a proud way. I'm just not recognizing. 
look, I, you, okay, don't get so frustrated. You are doing it. it. Yeah, okay, there's a little delay, but you are still doing it. So be, be happy in the fact that at least you are getting it done and it's happening and it's working and so on and so forth. Because uh, someday you will be able to hand certain tasks over to someone else who, so that you can focus on other things. And that's also the tack I have taken, Jerry, in my career. I have never wanted to hold on to the information. I've always wanted to share it. I've wanted to give it away so that other people could do what I'm doing so that I can move on to the next level, the next step in my, my evolutionary process, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Uh, whereas I'm sure you've run into this where people want to hold on to their territory. Oh, my God, if I tell you how to do this, then, then you'll take it away from me and I won't have it anymore. And, and I actually did have that experience once where I was actually running a radio station all by myself. And all of a sudden, another group of people came in and they started taking tasks away from me. And I thought, well, wait a minute, but I was doing that and I was doing that. And then, and again, I had to take a look at it and say, okay, all right, somebody else is doing that now. So now I can go off and I can, I can explore some other areas, some other, some other ideas. And I love that idea. I think that's, that's a great thing. Yeah, and, and just to add on to kind of your last question and, and, and to kind of follow on from what you've just said, like we've got an academy and we've got like four levels in our training. And so what we're doing is we're taking people through the academy so they can do what I do mm. and, and go out and run these trainings too. So we can do, you know, more groups at the same time in different locations and and, and help the, the consciousness expand on the planet faster and help people, you know, get onto this frequency where they can use star magic to heal themselves, friends, families, communities, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think it's really important for, uh, I mean, if for what we're doing in star magic is, is if, for me to be able to kind of replicate myself, you know, and yeah. for other people to do exactly what I do. So I'm, I'm really trying to bring people through the ranks and we've got two or three people there at the moment that are ready to kind of pretty much like, you know, when these healing centers open, the first one's going to open the end of next year, uh, ready to go in and start running the training. So I'm really excited about that. Very really cool. Excited. We're talking with Jerry Sargent, starmagichealing.com is the website here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you for staying with us. Jerry, I want to thank you for giving us so much time here on the program to talk about Star Magic Healing and the work that you are doing. And uh, I do have three final questions that I want to ask you as we wrap things up. Uh, but I first want to let our listeners know that this program is here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We are also on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Amazon Music, and we're on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. And, of course, we'll also be linked to Jerry's website, starmagichealing.com. We also ask you to participate in the uh, Decade of Perfect Vision by going within and listening to that still, small voice. And we also ask that if you can support us financially, we would uh, really appreciate that. Go to PayPal. Put in my email address for uh, who you're sending it to, richard at richarddugan.com. Uh, Jerry, let me ask you the final three questions. You may have addressed them during the program, but uh, I am going to ask them directly. Who is Jerry Sargent? <laughs> that's a great question man i mean uh jerry Sargent is a human being on a mission to 
change the lives of as many souls on this planet as possible to help them stand in their sovereignty, to become free, to harness their power and experience their full human potential, you know, to be able to communicate telepathically, use telekinesis, teleport, and wake up their dormant DNA and just completely live at a level beyond extraordinary. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? To build 13 healing centers spread mathematically around the grids on the planet to help harness extraterrestrial like frequencies to bring them safely into our planetary environment on a grand and safe scale so we can elevate human consciousness. And finally, what is your life's purpose? Exactly what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, Jerry, Sergeant, thank you again for joining us on the program. Uh, I can't tell you what a delight it's been to get to know you and to learn about the work that you are doing. I do not consider uh, what you have shared with us on this program to be some kind of woo-woo or crazy talk, what have you. There is, uh, there is a legitimacy in what you are sharing with us. Uh, we are not alone in the universe. And uh, whatever modality you have chosen to uh, use and work with to help us as human beings, as well as our planet, to heal, uh, I'm all in favor of doing that. And uh, I would hope that those listening who have all of these different modalities would be willing to join you, as you have sort of put it out there earlier, uh, to, to collectively do this. They don't have to use star healing magic. They can use their modality, but let's all work together using what tools we have to, to make this a better place for everybody. And I thank you for doing that. Thank you so much, brother. It's been uh, an honor and a pleasure to be here with you, man. And, and, and with all of your listeners, just love you all and just go out and just shine those diamond hearts of yours. Absolutely. Once again, uh, Jerry Sargent, my guest, the website Star Magic Healing, that's starmagichealing.com. We hope that you will also pick up a copy of his books and uh, you can do that through his website. I'm sure on Amazon as well as other locations across the Internet, maybe even in your uh, brick and mortar bookstore, wherever it is that you live. I'm Richard Dugan. This has been Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol.